Welcome back to Return the Disc. My name is Dan, and today I'm joined by my second guest, Robert S. Swenson, one of my best friends. And today we're going to be talking about three movies of Robert's choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. They'll tell us the movies he chose and kind of what was your thinking in that process. I gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, the movies he chose were Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, American Outlaws, and Independence Day. Uh, when Dan asked me to be on the show, wanted to come up with some kind of theme, yeah. and so I went with uh, Unlikely Heroes, and these movies had that in spades. Uh, yeah, I definitely got the theme from watching these films, so let's get into it. Where would you like to start? Well, why don't we go uh, alphabetical? So American Outlaws to start? To corrupt railroad barons, Jesse James and Cole Younger are meddlers, troublemakers, ingrates, and candidates for rope neckties. That's uh, hanging if for you guys that aren't fluent in country. Uh, to the downtrodden folks in and around Liberty, Missouri, there's something far different. They're heroes. Uh, Jesse Cole and the Rough and Ready Gang ride to rescue a farmers terrorized by railroads land grab scheme in American Outlaws. A Dust and Thunder update on a western lore starring Colin Farrell, the great man. Penguin Iron, himself. The Penguin himself, that's right. As charismatic Jesse James, Scott Kahn from Varsity Blues and now Hawaii Five O. Yeah. Uh, as the fiery Cole Younger and Allie Larder from Final Destination. Gorgeous girl that she is. Uh, as Jesse's gutsy wife, well, that's a spoiler, eventual wife, I should say, Z. Uh, one of the, the lines is quoted here. It's, if I were designed the perfect outlaw band. Ah. That would be Detective Alan Pinkerton, played by Timothy Dalton. This gang is what I would create. He may not have created it, but he's sure got his hands full dealing with it. 94 Minutes in Color, PG-13, American Outlaws, from 2001. I grew up on uh, watching, like, westerns with my dad and my granddad, because they were huge fans of, like... John Wayne. John Wayne. Dude, I was trying... I was. I kept coming Hulk up with the Clint Duke. Eastwood, maybe. Yeah, the Duke. But, you know, uh, that's what I kept Westerns. coming up with. Yeah. Um, and so I watched a ton of those, and this was, like, one of the first ones that came out that really appealed to me. It was... Um, for a younger crowd, uh, for sure. But um, I also I loved Colin Farrell in SWAT. Oh yeah. Uh, and so when that this... was from two thousand four ish. It's around the same yeah. era. Like this yeah. is he's starting to kind of pick up steam yeah. here. Daredevil probably uh, came out around then too. He's Bullseye. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the exact timeline which mm-hmm. one came before the other. But I knew, like I said, I knew him from SWAT, and yeah. uh, I knew him from Daredevil. So when I saw. That he was in a western. He was playing Jesse James, my favorite, like, Amer- my favorite American outlaw. Uh, I I had to watch it, and uh, I was not disappointed. How old were you when you watched it? Oh, first time. Yeah. Teenager, so I want to say seventeen, eighteen years old, something like that. Yeah, yeah. This is like an almost a twenty-year-old movie. You're right. Yeah. Um. So. Over twenty years now. Is it? Yeah, dude. Twenty two thousand twenty-three. Yeah, God. 22 years now? Yeah. American Outlaws? I mean, we've been friends for 20 years, so that's the crazy part. <laughs> God. Okay. Anyway. Uh, it's just, it's it's very fun. It's got a great, it's got a great sense of humor to it. Um, great. I mean, what, what really surprised me, and this is my first watching, the ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Kathy Bates. Oh yeah, she steals anything. Was she she's mentioned in. on here? Uh uh-uh. uh she wasn't mentioned on here, but yeah, she. Kathy Bates steals anything she's in. Um, even like the 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 peripheral characters, yeah. like in the gang itself, like um, the guy who plays uh, Clell Miller. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the character name, the the actor name, right off the top of my head, but the guy who plays Clell is actually from the Mighty Ducks franchise. The 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 cowboy from that, the yeah. Dwayne Robertson from uh, the the Mighty Ducks. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so it was weird seeing like that, and then um, there's that guy from Lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And then you've got uh, the the kid from The Patriot, the one who gets killed in the very mm-hmm. beginning, uh, Heath Ledger's younger brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then um, of course you have James Bond, one of the James Bonds, so Tim- Timothy Dalton. I didn't know he was. A- <laughs> he was a Bond. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> really. <laughs> That makes so much sense why Two he's movies. so cool now. 
Yeah, he was in two Bonds. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, like License to Kill and another one. I can't remember, but yeah. Really? Sorry, you Bond fans <sighs> out there. Oh my God. Hey. I'm such. Oh, that's what the show's all about. That's what I mean. I I'm, I I grew up on Brosnan and then Daniel Craig and then we got. Yeah, he was back. before Bronson. Yeah. Brosnan. Yeah. So he was the one before Bronson. Yeah. The first Bond movie I ever saw was Goldeneye. So like, okay. I have to Makes like. Sense. That's why I. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, he wasn't. I don't think he was really popular as Bond, but. Uh, that's crazy, man. Oh, I'll have to go watch those now. Yeah. Um. Another great reason for so, the show. Stacked cast. 100%. I'm going into it like, okay, this is going to be cool. Uh, this is Zero. He's going to come <laughs> in and out of uh, attention-seeking mode, so um, don't mind him. He loves physical media? Yes. He loves physical media so much he loves to sleep on top of it. <laughs> and recording equipment, so <laughs> if there's technical difficulties... You can blame cats. Um, but yeah, going directly into the movie, like I said, the, the sense of humor is there from like the first scene mm-hmm. where uh, Khan and uh, Frank James are sitting behind the thing and they're trying to beat the Gatling gun. And, uh, trying to strategize. Yeah, and Colin Farrell just starts smiling and the first thing the younger, the first thing Khan goes like, he's smiling. That can't be good. <laughs> yeah. Gun magic six guns blazing, you know, in true western style where the six guns have like eight, twelve shots in them each, taking down full garrisons of Yankee soldiers, charging up the hill, and sparing the life of a young kid that's just there doing his job. Like, because he, he's got to show that even though he just murdered 20 people, he's got a heart of gold. This is my perspective going into this as watching this in 2022. I watched it in November. We planned on doing this a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But I came into it and I was like, you know, this movie came out in 2001, which is kind of like Western is a genre that's dying, like literally not existent much anymore. Superheroes are kind of taking over as the new Western for our mm-hmm. age group as far as popularity. So I'm going into this and Colin Farrell is doing all these crazy, like outrageous, over the top shooting at the beginning. And I was like, Okay, this is way different than I expected. Because I came in there like expecting this to be like a, a gritty drama. Oh, no. And it's a movie where you just have to really let it wash over you mm-hmm. and not think too much about it. Uh, there is some drama elements to it. I mean, the whole like Pinkerton detectives and like oil co- or railroad company trying to take over small farms and stuff and doing bad things to people to take over their land. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a real thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's some real dark stuff in here, and and you know in particular there's there's a death in there. I was like, whoa! I was really surprised that yeah. that happened this early. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to go into too big a spoilers because I think that people need to see this movie. I will say, I will say, a hundred percent cult classic status. Like yeah. because it started coming out like the same time as like, you know, the Iron Mans and the the, the Incredible Hulks and stuff like that. Like because it's in that same era, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Uh, but it was kind of an attempt to get a, a, a Western A theme. fresh take on the Western, I think. Yeah, to a younger audience. Yeah. And it's, it's, it does its job wonderfully. Um, Unfortunately, it wasn't well-received. Yeah. And one of the reviews I read was, like, if the Western genre wasn't dead, this movie killed it. Oh. Like it was, <laughs> that, which I think is a little too harsh. I think that's way, that's a little too harsh. Yeah. Watching it now. Because that's looking at it strictly as a Western. Like, yeah. This is a... Action. Action comedy. Comedy, yeah. yeah. Buddy film, yeah. I would say, too. Definitely. Of, the gang is all, you know, really, their family. Um, I think maybe they threw in uh, Jesse James, you know, into the story. Of course, the, the story is true, right? The, the, yes. The robberies and all that, but um, I think maybe they kind of used Jesse James as sort of like this... Vehicle. vehicle, Yeah, the vehicle to really pitch the movie, to sell to audiences, older mm-hmm. audiences, bringing them in like, oh, Jesse James, but it's a new take, it's, it's a new uh, new vibe, you know, it's more, like we said, comedic. Yeah, if you want, like, if you want something that's, you know, pretty true to form, yeah. pretty true to story, go watch, like, The Assassination like, yeah. of Jesse James, mm-hmm. uh, but this one is for fun, That that's all you watch this movie and for. And I'm not gonna lie, as much as I was, like resisting the movie in the beginning. I was like, you know, I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. 
as soon as I let go of that, I was able to really enjoy and get something out of the film. So, I know I told you before that I wasn't really into it. Well, I watched it again. Oh, nice. I watched it again in preparation because I, I watched it and I was like, okay, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I get the, I get why, you know, Jesse James is an underdog and, and, and he's, he's going to lose the house and, and, mm -hmm. and the land and all that. And he's fighting and he loses certain, certain things happen to him and, and you kind of sympathize with that and, and you have the whole historic, you know, feel of it. But I was like, I just don't get it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm thinking too much about it. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking too much about this movie. I'm expecting like Unforgiven by, you know, Clint Eastwood or something and. You let it wash over you. It's it's you're gonna have a good time. Exactly. It's a popcorn flick. It, like by the, by the time you know, it, it, uh, again, we're not gonna. I'm not trying to give away too many major spoilers or anything. But by the time you get to the end of it, and uh, a character is armed with a cannon and fires it at a train, like you're like, thank you. <laughs> it's it's almost like a video game. Yeah, it would make a great yeah, video yeah. game. Like, like at one point, one of the characters like saves another character from being hanged by bringing this like stampede, and it looks so good, and just like boom, save, get the guy out of there, and uh. I will say that the the way that some of the shots were made and like the practical effects was really cool. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of like stunt work and. You can tell a lot of effort was put into the film as far as action. So I really admired that. And there was also some great humor, particularly between like Colin Farrell and the the blonde. Uh huh. I forgot her I, name. I, but, uh, uh, Allie Larder. Allie Larder. Uh, yes, those two are very good together. Where, when he's like, trying to hide her in the bed. Yes, I like I like the chemistry between those two, um, and the the chemistry between Cole and like his brothers. Uh, those are all very good. Uh, there. I think there's the line goes something like he's like, I ha I had this thought. If I kill you and I kill you, I'm not gonna have no more problems. And he's referring <laughs> to one of his brothers, Jesse James, yeah, because yeah, they keep yeah. disagreeing with everything he says. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, uh, the lines in here too are very much modern. Like the language is very modern too, mm. uh, and that's kind of trying to appeal more to the younger crowd. Um, I would say, also, I would put this on the same categories like The Quick and the Dead. Like, The Quick and the Dead is not as fo focused on, like, humor as this one is. But, like, it's, like, the Western motif mm -hmm. uh, with, like, really good cast and just... Oh, yeah. Uh, both of them. I, I recommend Quick and the Dead, too. I love that movie. God, That's yes. one that I love. Uh, that, um, yeah. That one has less of a cult following. It's just considered a classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah honestly, yeah. Um, but the reason I call this one... An I can see the comparison, though. Yeah. I see what you're saying. The reason I call this an unlikely hero is because you're taking... Uh, well, I mean, Jesse James himself is an iconic figure. So he's portrayed as both hero and villain, mm -hmm. depending on what side of the story you're on. Um, but the reason that this one comes off unlikely is, you know, you're talking about this guy who's just come back from a war, who really just wanted to settle down, yeah, uh, be with his uh, what family, be with his wife and his family, and he didn't want anything to do with violence anymore. He'd seen enough. Yeah, and they're they're kind of really strong in faith too. There's mm -hmm. a lot of you know praying and all that. Of course, there's jokes too, which are oh, great. Yeah, Kathy Bates, so, you know, you just say your prayers. You know, she's always talking to God and, just and like, stuff that she says. The, God's finally talking back. Yeah. <laughs> Every scene that she's in, though, is, is just dynamite. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She's she's a scene stealer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, he, he, he wanted to put his guns away. And the, the, like, the big bad corporation, basically, is forcing him to come into action. Mm -hmm. And so he does. And if you can deal with that premise... And you know you're not worried about historical accuracy, then this yeah. is a great movie. The the villain wise, I think Timothy Dalton. I don't think he was. I don't think he's the villain. I he's mean, not? you don't think? The oil baron guy is your your actual like villain. Yeah. He's the one who wants Jesse James hanged every Tuesday for a month to quote the movie. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Dalton is like I'm just getting paid. I understand why he's doing what he's doing. Okay. And here's the real problem. He's going to be very good at it. And you're making it my problem. 
because it's what I'm paid to do is handle your problems. Okay, I and saw so that more as Timothy Dalton was the the baddie. You know, and I was it's wondering that, why he was kind of hesitating at times, and it kind because of... he he understands it, and it's like he's just doing his job is the best way to put it. Yeah, there's that scene where they're in the the map room, and he's like, you know, they're gonna do this and mm-hmm. this. He's kind of just waiting in the shadows, I guess. He's he's. He's he's kind of profiling Jesse yeah. James at that point, uh, but it's the scene, it's the scene towards the end of the movie where they're in the jail cell together, uh-huh. uh, Jesse James and Timothy Dalton, um, uh, where he's talking to him and he's just like he's just one on one with Jesse James. He's like, and Jesse says, "I should have just killed that guy and just yeah. been done with it uh, instead of doing this whole thing because I was having fun too." I have to admit. And Pinkerton's like, that's what I would have done uh, if I were you. But he's like, but you're going to miss me. He's like, I'm going to hang you, but yeah, I might just miss you just a little bit. And so that's why towards the that's why, well, yeah, obviously. The they sort of have a understanding of mm-hmm. each other at that point. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, any other thoughts on American Outlaws? Uh, please go watch it. Please go get yourself a copy. Uh, we we because we I couldn't find my copy, or I I stepped on it, or something happened to this copy. It's gone to freaking Narnia. Like, uh, we went and found a copy of this at our local little video store. Uh, took a little ten minute adventure. Hundred percent, go find this movie. It's it's a great fun film. There's not like a whole lot of kiss, a, a whole lot of cussing, and not a whole lot of. It's true. Uh, sex or anything just like that. Just violence and action. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not going to call it like. There's a some family. sex jokes though. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some. In, yeah, there's but, some innuendos. But I don't think there's any actual nudity. Uh, there's implied, but that kind You're of right. thing. But it's just like I said. It's. I'm not going to call it like a family movie by any standard. I would standard, say it's kid but friendly. Like, but I, I'd say I'd say older kids. Maybe I, like. I'm no parent though. I, I, I'm. I'd say minimum. Make it may say PG-13. Ten-year-olds will be fine. But don't don't what. Five year olds probably not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, might be a good way to introduce Western to a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to get them into the classics, like your John Wayne's, your Clint Eastwood's, and all that stuff. Uh, good starting point. The you know be like, hey, I know this guy's got lasers, but check out what this guy can do with a six gun. Wow. Yeah. I I didn't think about it, but this would definitely make a good good one for uh, like a gateway for a kid. It's watch, a gateway uh, movie. Gateway, uh, gateway drug into the western genre, guys. <laughs> uh, this this guy's actually surprised though. It has a lot of special features. There's commentary. There's deleted scenes, behind the scenes featurettes, mm-hmm. storyboards. I mean, they loaded this thing up. And it actually, absolutely banging soundtrack too. <laughs> a lot of the songs that get used in this are. Oh yeah, there's like there is like pop songs mm-hmm. or sort of like contemporary music. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, no. They they use it very effectively. Like when when they're when they're riding hard and they're like tossing out like the like the early two thousands pop stuff. Yeah, it, that's it's right. a very effective little blend. That's right. There's needle drops. Yeah, and um, uh, they they have live music too, like time period music. Yeah, there's dance, there's dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, little hoedown or whatever they call them. A hoot nanny hoedown. Shindig. <laughs> so guys, check out American Outlaws. Let me know in the comments. Let us know in the below in the comments. Have you seen it? So today we have Liquid Death Severed Lime. Liquid Death is a naturally flavored sparkling water. They're not a sponsor, but I like them. The ruthless tall boy of flavored sparkling water is armed with agave nectar and natural electrolytes to refresh your body and, and murder, murder your thirst. thirst. It is three grams of sugar, sparkling water, hydrates you. It's it's the opposite of alcohol. So is this so, like sparkling Gatorade? I don't know. We're going to see. Uh, that's the thing. That's the test. Today we're going to find out if Robert is a fan or not. This is my favorite flavor that they have. Okay. Um, Thank God you didn't bring the mango. Right. So I give him a choice ahead of the show between mango or lime. And, and I think they have berry now. Okay. Which I haven't tried, but... Now, if you brought the mango in this house, it would have got belted with that bat right up there. <laughs> All right, so we crack it open. Heck yeah, man. Now, it's a little cool. Should we do ice? Oh. 
He's going for it. It's got a... Right off the top of the nose, man, it's got a very good lime smell to it. Doesn't smell like Gatorade-y. 2023 is going to be our 20th year as friends, so... Good lord. There's the 20 more years. I got you, God, and I hope it tastes good now. Hmm. Just be honest. It smells better than it tastes. (laughs) (laughs) I will go with that 100%. It, like... It doesn't have a whole oh, lot of taste, actually. <laughs> Let's see. No, like I said, it it doesn't have a very strong lime taste. It has a very strong lime smell. Okay. So, like, um, I'm trying to think. Um, it's it's like. It's not Sprite then. No, it's not. It's not Sprite. It's more like um, if Perrier had like lime zest on the rim or something to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh huh. Yeah, like. It's weak, weaker. Yeah, like. It, it, it's, it smell, you, like I said, you smell that, and it's like the lemon-lime flavor, like, smell you're getting. And then it just goes away. And then it's just water? Yeah. Just kind of sparkly water. I will... Now, you were in Vegas, and you saw one of these for $7, is that right? Yeah, uh, the place was called Omega Mart. And, um... It was this really cool, like, art exhibit. It was, um, the front end is this really, like, well-designed set that looks like, like, a 50s, uh, grocery store. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, there's, like, five or six entrances into, like, this massive art exhibit in the back that's, like, it hits every one of your senses, like, sights and sounds and smells and, like, feels like you'll be walking along and you'll notice that you're walking on, like, LED lights Wow. Like a little like science path. fiction type thing. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And there's like a little like story they tell you to do, and um, uh, you can go through and uh, for like, I think it was like seven dollars or something. Very very cheap to buy this little card that you could do like interactive stuff with like things that are set up around. Oh damn, that's like a. Not I want to say escape room. But that's no not no what no. It is. It, there was a mystery to solve, and you had to interact with the art exhibit to do so. Okay. And it was it was very cool. Cool. Try it with ice. Yeah. I like it better with ice, actually. That does help a little bit. That does help a little bit. Like, the, the extra coldness does help. Still just tastes like water. But that's okay. <laughs> I feel electrolyted. Do you I really? feel invigorated. <laughs> All right. I don't want to just like completely like crap all over this thing. You can. In case they, in case they become a sponsor oh, someday. Okay. I'm, I'm a fan. Exactly. So, he likes this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Next, let's get on to the next review. Cheers. Here's the absolutely hysterical, wonderfully wild cosmic adventure comedy, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, based on Douglas Adams' ugh, worldwide best-selling novels. And that would be uh, these right here. <laughs> And starring an outrageous intergalactic cast, this is one ride you don't want to miss. Seconds before Earth is destroyed to make way for a new hyperspace express route, mild-mannered Arthur Dent is whisked into space by his best friend, an alien posing as an out-of-work actor. And the misadventures begin as he and fellow travelers, including the cool but dim-witted president of the galaxy, the Earth girl Trillian, and Marvin the paranoid android, search for the answers to the mystery of life, the universe, and everything. Spoilers, it's 42! And people don't particularly care for the answer. <laughs> but the answer to life, if you ever need to know it, is 42. It has got some of the best cast that you could ask for. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Uh, even most deaf is absolutely brilliant. And, um, oh. Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Uh, very early firm. Alan Rickman, even. Alan Rickman. Uh, I think this is like. Partway through the Harry Potter franchise, this mm-hmm. came out. So, uh, this is after Snape and uh, his second sci-fi film, the other wonderful uh, Galaxy Quest. Yes, I was gonna say he definitely plays sort of the same character as far as mentality. Yeah, it know? was. I could see why they cast him because it yeah. was so good. Now, the computer, uh, the the chipper computer guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 
about 90% sure, and I can't quote it, I can't, like, quote his name right now, but, like, the, uh, he's the, he's from that show, Reno 911. Okay. The, the cop that always wore, like, the short shorts and was, like, the... Could be, I'd have to look it up. I'm pretty sure that's him. Okay. Like, that's, that voice is, like, I can hear it as I, as I talk to you about him. If you're on the casino table, you'd put, you probably bet. Yeah, yeah, like... I couldn't tell you his name off the top of my head, but I I, I, I can see his yeah. face like when he talks. With the aviators on and the short shorts. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, Douglas Adams. This is the book I have not read it. I was not familiar with Hitchhiker's Guide Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So this was my I, first experience with this film. I, I read him in middle school, and um, uh, about the same time I was reading like uh, Nancy Drews and... Uh, uh, wishbones. I mean, that's the that's the um, that's the reading level. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're not particularly advanced books, but they will have you saying very interesting words. Uh, but um, man, I remember reading them, and just it's a very wonderful world that he that he paints. And uh, so, how how true do you think this film was to the source material? Ooh. It's hard, though, to adapt something like this, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, some of it was really well done. Okay. Like, uh, especially the President of the Galaxy, uh, played by Sam Rockwell. Um, oh, we forgot the guy um, from The Hobbit. Um, Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. See, I'm, I'm not a big fan... This is a hot take. I'm not going to lie to you people. Just close your ears okay, for Okay, the guy from Fargo, from the TV show, season one with Billy Bob and Martin Freeman. He's also in Black Panther. That guy. I don't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't like Lord of the Rings. So if you're watching and you like Lord of the Rings, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, this is... I'm, Thanks for being this here. This is not the review for no, you. Listen, <laughs> no, I had never seen The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy before. And I felt like it was like a violation of my senses at first because there's so many visuals in this that hit you mm-hmm. and the way that it's edited and it's stunning. Costumes and, you, and, and, and you're like, what am I watching? Because mm-hmm. I, I had, again, not familiar with the source material. You were, so you kind of expected that, right? Mm-hmm. I will say it is, it's it the, the like set pieces and yeah. costumes and... Um, again, even for like uh, a guy like Mostaf who had not mm-hmm. done a whole lot of acting at that point, right. I think he had done the Italian job uh, before this. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one's first yet again. But... Sixteen Blocks, I think, is another one I've seen if mm-hmm. he was in. Yeah. He's a he's a very good actor. Yeah. I I know that's not his name anymore, so please don't you know go is it crazy. Not? No, like he goes by some. He goes by uh, like a, a a religious name now. Uh, but yeah, this is about the same time he did like Italian Job. No, that's another good. That's like a really good remake, Italian Job. Oh yeah, no no, that's um, an excellent movie. But he comes down and he gets Martin Freeman, who is like the unlikely hero, right? Yes, that's, that is our unlikely hero. You don't get much plainer than Martin Freeman than uh, Mr. Arthur Dent. Uh, 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 he's just trying to save his house from being bulldozed because. Uh, some some highway needs to be built, and so he the start of the movie is he's trying to keep himself from being bulldozed by you know he even in lays in front of the bulldozer mm-hmm. and uh, most deaf picks him off the ground and says doesn't it's not really gonna matter here in about ten seconds anyway come on let's go get a beer and then about ten seconds later they've got their beer and they are gone and the entire planet Earth has been uh, removed for an inner space highway. <laughs> And he has history with Zoe Deschanel's character, mm-hmm. right? He hit met, he meets her at a party, yeah, and they hit it off real well, and then he never sees her again. Mm-hmm. And this happens like I think, I think it's only like a month or so before. The and, and then place. randomly, like Sam Rockwell shows up in the beginning, and I'm like, whoa, oh yeah, and his character is so out there, but he's so funny. Uh, if and you at watch... one point. He's like two characters, right? Yeah, if you watch Men in Black 2, okay. like Johnny Knoxville has like the head and then a separate yeah. head. It's very much the same concept where uh, Rockwell has two two separate minds going at one time. <laughs> and one's like a completely out of his gourd, like uh, 
pretty much constantly stoned uh, guy, and then the other guy is just like his inner voice going like, "Let me do weird stuff." <laughs> yeah, and like he flings his head back. <laughs> it's so good. He ends up becoming president, right? Yeah, some sort of. Like, and then yeah. he steals himself. Right. <laughs> so he kidnaps himself. Yeah, that's the that's like the extreme. So this movie is just it's so out there. We think you have the plot down, or you think you know where it's going to go. Oh yeah, it takes a different turn. Oh man, uh, he uh, Rockwell becomes a president, I think, to learn some of the secrets of the universe. Yep. And then he kidnaps himself along with a experimental uh, reality warping space traveling device, and. <laughs> And Zoe. And Zoe, and he he's out there trying to find it. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, Zoe, does you know though? She's she just wants adventure in this movie, and uh, I think she gets in a little over her head at certain mm-hmm. points. Like she's just like. The character or the acting wise, a little of both. Okay, like I don't know. How does it play in the book? How does that character play in the book? Pretty. You would ask that. Different. Like the. So you're saying that Zoe Deschanel wasn't really like what you expected. The portrayal wasn't what you expected. I feel like Zoe Deschanel doesn't play a whole lot of different characters. Okay, in her in her filmography. Yes, and so that that's about the best way I can put that is like Zoe Deschanel played a character the way Zoe Deschanel was. It's new girl. Yes, or it's, you know very much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, who's that girl? <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. Like, I anything I've seen Zoe Deschanel in, it's kind of the same character. And I, again, please don't. Almost famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very kind of, I I don't want to say ditzy, but very, very kind of. Like bubbly, but also has like a really good intelligence to her, um, and is really good at wrapping everything up on like on like a joke that kind yeah. of thing. Like she's very good at it, uh-huh. and she's a very talented actress. I just feel like doesn't she, have the range. Yeah, maybe. I just feel like yeah, she played a Zoe Deschanel character. Yeah, that's about gotcha. that's I can say that. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, Alan Rickman though is an absolute delight. Um, yes. That voice is perfect for that android. Um, He's a depressed android. <laughs> Extremely. He, uh, it's explained that like all androids end up with like a personality type thing, and that's just the luck of the draw that he got. And he's been looking for something to be able to fix it, but he he never really succeeds. <laughs> he's like, I have a massive computer for a brain, and I have to do this. <laughs> just... So if you're trying to recommend this to somebody. What would you tell them? In the Ooh. simplest terms, how do you break this down as a plot? I can't really come up with something. Like, I would say maybe it's a out of, you know, it's it's like you said, it's an underdog yeah. against the universe, against type hero, is sucked into circumstances, goes on this gal- galactic not, adventure. There's not an overall villain is the no. first part I'm going to mention. It's a lot like Inception. Okay, in that there is a, like, a plot within a plot within a plot. Yeah. Okay? So, like, the overall arcing plot is that they are trying to find this thing. Yeah. Okay? They're, they're after a MacGuffin. Okay? Um, we're not going to give spoilers away on that one. But, like, there's... There's a guide. Yes. Uh, that's that's one of the plots inside of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that that's what most Death's character is about? Is he is teaching, working on this guide, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like trying to fill out pages of it. And so that's what he was doing on Earth. Spoiler: He's an alien. He was on Earth trying to fill out stuff for the guide, um, and then Rockwell's got his own like goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the love story with, like, Dent and Deschanel, or... Uh, Martin Freeman. Freeman and Deschanel, excuse me. Trillion, sorry. Um, and then encapsulating all of that is a story that gets kind of referenced 
uh, during the plot, uh, the, the, the 42 thing, uh, that is supposed to be like, this is the reason all of this happens. It was mm-hmm. some grand experiment. And go watch it. It's Watch it twice, and then come back and talk to me in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I think I may need to walk, watch it again. Uh, yeah, please do. I mean, I haven't used this one since game night, but... Hi guys, welcome to my kitchen. In honor of having Dan here with me, because uh, it's been quite a bit since we've uh, got to see each other, I wanted to make something, because uh, it's what I do. I'm a cook for my living, and it's what I like to do, so... I'm going to make a dessert for him, actually, uh, one that really inspired me to really start looking into being a chef. I saw it done on a TV show, and I have since improved the recipe, and I'll show you uh, how I do that. Welcome to my kitchen, we're gonna have some fun. First step in this is we're going to break down a pound cake. Now, uh, occasionally I have done this where I make a pound cake from scratch, I'm a little more pressed for time, and we're going to break this down, and we're going to make a dessert french fries. So, first thing you want to do is uh, take off the brown bits of this thing. So, we're going to take our serrated knife, try to get as thin off there as you can. Luckily, my serrated knife is very, very sharp because it is a beautiful Wusthof German steel knife. Uh, and uh, yes, I do sing songs to it. I'm not gonna lie. I honestly love you. I can't live without you. Don't judge. Nice and trim. We'll get rid of this. It will get used in other things, possibly a bread pudding. I haven't decided yet. I'm gonna cut however thick you like your fries. Steak fry. I'm going for kind of a McDonald's looking thing at this point. So that's kind of what you're aiming for. A nice good french fry like shape like that even if you have some of the burnt ends on there it uh it's got a more uh, realistic feel to it i think they're all prepped and ready did both of them real quick so what we're gonna do is we're gonna set our oven to uh 375 and they're gonna bake in there for about oh 10 12 15 minutes somewhere there you're just looking for them to get nice and golden brown uh after that happens, uh, well, while they're baking, I'm gonna show you how to make a couple of different sauces. Uh, in the show, uh, this is the way I've made, I kind of improved the recipe is, uh, these obviously are meant to be French fries. And uh, so what goes good with French fries, but ketchup. And so the chef on the show showed you how to make ketchup. It was a raspberry coulis type thing, puree. It was, it looked really good. It looked a lot like ketchup. And it was very tasty the first time I ever tried it, but I don't eat my fries with ketchup. I eat my french fries with different things. And so I'm gonna show you how to make dessert ranch and dessert honey mustard. Make your own whipped cream, it is entirely worth it. It will taste to your liking. However, for my sauces, I love using Cool Whip. Uh, it's super quick. Uh, it makes things, everything entirely much more simple. And we're gonna start off by showing you how I do my dessert ranch. I normally like to do a kind of mint chocolate ranch. Uh, it's terribly delicious, unfortunately. It goes on everything, not just these particular french fries. You can toss this on top of ice cream. I like them putting in between two like Christmas cookies and then like making a sandwich type thing. You might ask me why there's a cheese grater. That's a very good question. It is because when you get ranch, it has uh, peppercorns in it. And how can I make dessert versions of peppercorns? I use about a half a Hershey bar here. But it gives you a nice little like peppercorn look to it and it is dessert friendly. Normally this is where I'd be, I would add the mint, like creme de menthe especially. I go for the clear creme de menthe versus the green stuff, normally. However, I wanted to kind of change things up a little bit on this one. And I got some rum flavor. We're just gonna give it a splash. And this is gonna give it a little more of that sheen to it. 
and it's going to add a nice little flavor to your Cool Whip. But that is my Cool Whip Chocolate Rum Ranch. All right, oven's preheated to 375, so we're just going to stick these in here. We'll start with 10 minutes, and we'll see how we look. When they come out, if they're if, when I check my in about 10 minutes, if they're nice gold round delicious or GBD as I like to call it, uh, we will uh, pull them out and uh, get them plated. All right, uh, fries are in, so we've got eight minutes on those. So I have to make another sauce because apparently my guest doesn't like ranch. That's okay. Second verse same, starts just about the same as the first. Take a nice tub of Cool Whip. That's going to give it that nice little brown flex that you see going through honey mustard. Then we're going to add a little bit of a different food flavoring. We're going to let uh, Dan guess at this one, actually. A little bit of yellow food coloring to complete the entourage, or <laughs> ensemble, rather. That's a much better word for what's going on. Should become very readily apparent exactly what I put in there now, because I can smell it. Mm, you can do better. If you have a date, don't don't eat this stuff because it's going to turn your tongue yellow. You can see the cinnamon in there. Uh, it's got a nice little brown flex to it, just like your average honey mustard. Uh, and uh, like I said, it's got the secret flavor that Dan should probably be able to guess by the smell at this point. If he can't smell it, then that's okay. He's going to find out eventually. say we definitely achieved what we were aiming for folks little dark crunchy ones for the people who really like them a little lighter ones for the people who like them but the question is will Dan like them and all right plates ready sure. just come forward don't step on the cat dish is there a cat no no cat dish no cat dish oh, cat dish cat food you cat don't want to eat that yeah all right stand right there you're good now do, do I need to feed this to you where where is it uh directly right there okay, there's a French there's a fry Good man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here you go. Straight down. Is that enough? Uh, maybe maybe a little like scooping motion will help you. Like, there we go. There we go. Do you know where your face is? Okay. What? <laughs> I'm just checking. So they should still be nice and warm still. Like, uh, so it's nice warm cake. And the first thing you're gonna taste is like a little bit of the rum flavor. That was ranch. Okay. Huh? That was the rum ranch. There you go. Should have, like I said, a little should hit the rum right first, and then it's gonna give you a little bit of uh, that chocolate aftertaste. Got it? Okay. You're still at the ranch, so we're gonna move you over to the side a little bit. There we go. Down, scoop, there you go. That should do it. This is my honey mustard, my banana cinnamon honey mustard. That's way better. See? That's way better, man. Okay. Banana, the banana is really nice. <laughs> Love the flavor. <laughs> It works! <laughs> he tried the ranch and he didn't even gag. I'm so proud. Thank you guys very, very much. Uh, subscribe to his channel because he's been a good sport about this whole thing. Uh, even the blindfold thing. So uh, thank you guys very, very much. And back to the real show. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. One of the biggest box office hits of all time delivers the ultimate encounter when mysterious and powerful aliens launch an all-out invasion against the human race. The spectacle begins when massive spaceships appear in Earth's skies, but wonder turns to terror as the ships blast destructive beams of fire down on cities all over the planet. Now the world's only hope lies with a determined band of survivors unite uniting for one last strike against the invaders before it's the end of all mankind. That's great. The 4K Blu-ray thing here is not even close to that good of synopsis. Because <laughs> all it talks reason. about is like the the new restoration. Like who cares? All right. I mean, I care, but um, <laughs> I love DVDs. That's there. There's reason. But no, that that that's like the video store version. That's mm -hmm. what you pick up off the shelf back in the old days when we like, were. Yeah, you know, blockbuster, you know, blockbuster VHSs. Yeah, you know, yeah. You pick that up and you, and you read it and you get a sense of what the movie's about. Now let's. The only way to start this review, I think, because this is one that I've seen 
quite often. Oh yeah, hunt dozens. At least yearly. Yeah, it's year, on the at rota- least. Like, like it's at least yearly. That's a yearly view. When did you first discover this film, Independence Day? Probably when it debuted. Yeah, I did too. I went in theaters. Yeah, uh, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think I caught it at home, like video rental. I went. I got a better like a story about in theaters. Hit me. When I saw it. Went in theaters with my dad and my grandpa. I think it was like a family thing, and we went. I saw it. Derby Plaza. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in there as a kid. You know, got my popcorn and everything. And, it's going great, you know. I'm loving it, loving the spectacle. We get halfway through, we're in the operation room. Will, oh, Smith, no. Will Smith has brought the alien all the way through the desert. In this, we're him with a soldier. You know, he's gone into the quades back. You know, he's being brought into the base with your dreadlocks hanging out the back of my the crazy doctor in the operation room. They think it's dead. Okay, this is where the icky part is or whatever this is yep yep yeah this is the icky part he slices it open no the thing's alive you see the 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 shot of the hand move twitch and And it goes full on alien my kid self is just like (laughs) you know i'm losing your mind yeah i i leave the theater i left the theater i couldn't handle it i was scared out of my mind the only th- movie I've ever left the theater for was Titanic, and that's because I choked on a gobstopper and I stopped breathing for like a minute. <laughs> I was I'm scared. I still dude. never finished Titanic. I was scared. I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm more into horror now, but mm-hmm. at that, no, no horror at all. Like, I, I was, you know, scared out of my mind at this point. So we went again. And, you know, I got this down, though. I know when it's coming. So I knew when to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, I went to the bathroom. I was like, I ain't going through that again. I know when it's coming. So, but man, this this movie, Independence Day, is I gotta say it's a sci-fi classic. It's one that you mm-hmm. guys definitely need to see if you haven't seen it. And I have to say that the pacing of this film, this movie's like two and a half hours, maybe two forty, and it doesn't feel it. Oh no, it doesn't at no. all. Because it, it, it it's constantly jumping to like the next, yeah. like the next plateau, the next like the the next character interaction kind of thing yeah. like uh first off supremely good casting oh yeah uh bill pullman the president uh, uh jeff goldblum freaking will smith the quaid uh, John Hirsch. god just it's so good um brett spiner is mm-hmm. the crazy doctor mm-hmm. um uh robert loggia robert loggia yeah the general god and every character has their moments, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. There's so much character development in such an action-packed... Uh, we're forgetting the female lead, but we're, fe- we're forgetting the two female leads. Yeah. Uh, Vivica Fox, isn't it? Vivica A. Fox. Yep, yep. And uh, I can't remember the other girl. I can't. Margaret Collin. That might be it. Yeah, and Mary McDonald, which I actually met her on, the, on one of the... TV sets on one of the studios in LA. I met her one time. That's awesome. She's on a TV show, and uh, Mary McDonald. I knew her. She was the vice or the uh, first lady. Oh wow! Uh, I uh, shook her hand. Kindness can be. So that's a little cool. That's time. awesome. So, and then so, I went. And then I discovered Battlestar Galactica, which she's in, you know, more famous for. I think. Okay. That's a TV show. But. I mean, this movie is endlessly quotable. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Uh, I mean, we I were still, we were referencing it. A minute um, ago when he was talking uh, <laughs> Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I ain't heard no fat lady. I heard no fat lady. Yeah, just... You're obsessed with the fat lady. <laughs> well, I give it a virus. You know, you guys do your thing. But uh, Jeff Goldblum, I, you know, is there's the so unlikely many... hero, by the is way. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think very there's unlikely. Several, well, I can't give it to Will Smith because that dude is like career military, like. Air Force pilot, like he would totally. And the confidence he has. Yeah, he would. He's like it. He's like yeah, Maverick. It, it's like having putting Maverick in that position. Like if you had Tom Cruise as yeah. Maverick in that position, you'd have the same thing happening. Like he would totally do it. Right. But you're talking about a guy who works, you know, as a programmer. Uh, were used to work for like the cable company. Uh, is, down on his luck. He's like separated from mm-hmm. his wife. Turns into like this expert hacker, 
uh, virus. He's against like you know he doesn't he rides a bike like, like you said and mm-hmm. he, he's against like environmental. He's he's an environmentalist. Yep, you know, yep. He's, it's that's like my I said, chance to say the world. You know, I'm always trying yeah. to save the world. This is my chance. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, and he's got an interesting relationship with his father, mm-hmm. Judd it, Hirsch. You know, it, and I will say I would. That's probably the one that David is probably the guy who gets the biggest character arc because you you go from like the the like you said down on his luck, um, supremely intelligent guy uh, that Jeff Goldblum plays so well. And it's like and his by best, the end of his it, best friend is like, uh, and they call my mother. Oh, that the guy. dude from Mr. Yeah, Fire, yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Oh God. Uh, it, but by the end of the movie, he's like, he's just as he's got that same level of like swagger that uh, that's rubbed off of him from Captain Hill, uh, Will Smith's character, and he's smoking a cigar. Cigar. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like that's the first thing his girl said she's like yeah. what's this he's like I can ah, get used to it, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh no that's his dad who says it to him so this is healthy or something like yeah, that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's so quotable and we have any I mean there's so many I, I would say also there's another arc that really rings a bell and it's Randy Quaid oh yeah the, the drunk pilot that ends up well, his whole backstory, like he is, he had been abducted. Abducted, yes. Uh, he had been abducted and basically tortured and experimented on that kind of thing, and then just plopped back. And of course, nobody believes him because who's going to believe it yeah. until the giant mile wide effing thing comes through the sky? Did they mess with you sexually or something? Oh yeah, see, they, they mess tackled. with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's kind of a drunkard mm-hmm. too. You know. He's just, it's PTSD. That's all it is. It's its PTSD from A, the war. That and he's was a vet. In. Yeah, he's a vet, too. He's a veteran, so it was from the war mm-hmm. and from the experimentation. That's yeah. all it is. And so when he, he just starts drinking and he's just like, my, I'm just going to be considered the town idiot for the rest of my life. Whatever. I'm just yeah, because the way that his character's introduced is he crops he crop crop the, the wrong, wrong field. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, perfect casting, again. I mean, it's, that's crazy, um, but then his arc's sort of revenge. I mm-hmm. would say. That's the that's the revenge plot. He's just like you, you absolutely effed my life, and so I. And it's a little to... unlikely too. I would yeah, say. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Uh, like you just like you expect one of the main stars of the movie to yeah. do what you know Quaid ends up doing. Yeah, and it's it's his it's his chance, and so he takes it. Yeah. You bet you would expect like Pullman maybe do Pullman or Will Smith, yeah, 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 somebody like that to make the yeah. to do what he did. Yeah. Uh, so no, that's spoilers, but uh, well, I mean, this movie's also iconic, so it's hard yeah. not to spoilers. There's so many like so many gifts and so many incredible scenes. Like, um, um, I mean, very Michael Bayish, honestly. Like with the level explosions and that kind of stuff and set. Destruction and that kind of thing. Uh, like, yeah, I, I would the, say this was like really good scale though, like practical mm-hmm. and nice blend of CGI and practical, mm-hmm. where they blew up the models the White and House stuff and all, and all the, that. And, 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 you know, towns, it, yeah. it felt very like I don't know, like a disaster film. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. You just felt like you could feel the weight of the the dire need of the earth and the way that's international too. Mm-hmm. How they communicated internationally at one point uh, through Morse code. Yeah, because that was the thing that they could translate. Everything made sense. Yeah, to me. and it was like uh, I was trying to trying to think of a scene, but there's a scene where like Vivica A. Fox uh, is trying to escape the destruction, and there's this like massive answer. like wall wall of fire coming at her, and she ends up being like like almost Mad Max level of like survivor. And just they call like, the they call the dog in on that that's like the one of the funky parts when it was jumping across. Yeah. Well, you gotta say the dog. Oh yeah. my god, no. I was like <laughs> nine year old me was just like Yeah, me too. Oh, the dog. I've already seen all the yellow this year, no. And the, the effects they all still hold up for me. Oh yeah. Just... It's still a very easy watch. Uh you just go in and like I said, it's you're not great music. Oh yeah. Great music, great uh, great characters, great scenes. Like I said, endlessly quotable. And of of my three that I picked here, easily my favorite. Me too. Of the three you picked, yeah, for so, sure. So uh, I mean, I love me some American Outlaws. I love me some Hitchhiker's Guide. But like, 
Independence Day is the one that's going to get watched over and over again. For sure. If you guys haven't seen it, you're missing out. Yeah, you no joke. You guys absolutely go, need to see it. Go watch it. I mean, even Vivica A. Fox's character, I would say she's kind of unlikely too. You go to her arc. Yeah, I mean, she's she's an she's exotic stripper. dancer, stripper, um, that ends up... She saves the first lady, in a yep. way. Mm-hmm. Um, tries. Tries, but... I mean, that scene broke me too. Mm-hmm. In theaters, you know, because you're... You know, I was probably about as old as that, as that little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that, that happens. Um, watch the movie. But, uh... Yeah, anything else about Independence Day? I mean, did we cover enough? Did we do it justice? I don't know. I mean, I feel like... There's so much. And it's, this really made Will Smith a star. Yeah, that's a very good point. Star. 100%. Um, Goldblum. This, I think this is Goldblum's best film. I, still, I mean, mm-hmm. as much as Jurassic Park is... Much know. as I like Jurassic Park, as much as I like The Fly. Uh, yeah. This is probably Goldblum's best work for me. Yeah. Um, and I would give it top five most... Effective speeches in a movie. I was gonna say, I think the, the same Bill thing. Pullman oh. speech. Yeah, yeah, like top five easy of like great Chills. speeches. Oh yeah, when he hits like when he we were allowed to go quietly in the night. I was like, oh. <laughs> as a kid, I'm like, yes, you know, I want to get in a plane too. You know? Exactly. I every for like I had um, I had one of those like game controllers that you could plug in your computer and it had like a pilot stick uh-huh. and everything. So any game I played after that was like Eagle One, Fox Two. <laughs> or how about you know the the kid that he's like shooting aliens or whatever. I'm shooting aliens. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he looks up and he's like pans that and shot very very Hitchcock shot with the newspaper up. Yeah. The, the, the looks over to the side and like a bunch of people are panicking and leaving and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like that that scene when that when that finally comes through like the the atmosphere is what that is, is like all the fire mm-hmm. and clouds and stuff when it finally comes through and you see what it is, it's just like holy god. Like it's so good. It's so Please go watch the movie. Like just just go watch it. If you, if you've never seen it, I I don't understand. It's on TBS. It's on TNT on a regular basis. Just go watch the movie. For sure. And pick up the DVD. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this thing has a lot of special features on here. Did you ever watch the uh, ending? The alternate ending? No. Really? No. I I find the movie too... Like, if a movie's too good, like, I don't mess it is, with it. It is terrible. Okay. It really, it, like, ruins it? No, it doesn't ruin it. It's just, I'm glad they didn't use it. Okay. I can tell you after. You'll have to tell me after, yeah. I will. Um, did you see the sequel? No. I did. In theaters. Again, it's one of those things like I just felt watching the sequel is going to ruin the uh, ruin the, 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 the veneer, the image that I have of this movie. It doesn't ruin it because I think that they just made a big mistake not getting Will Smith back. Mm-hmm. And then they just... Some of the choices, the characters, they do, it just doesn't work for me. And the new new cast was just no chemistry. There was no nothing, man. It just it just it wasn't good. Probably one of the worst sequels ever made. So don't watch it. Okay, <laughs> there you go. There's some, but there's guys, some more hot takes for this one. Have you seen Independence Day? Let us know below. It is a modern classic, one that I watch every year. I know, Robert, you uh, at least once yeah. a year, yeah. So let us know below. And as always, this has been Return of the Disc. I'm Dan. I'm Robert. It's a pleasure meeting you. I'm Dan. With me today is Rob. We're going to do a best out of five putts. Let's explain how it goes. Contestants will place their ball at the starting line. Then they will putt. Whoever does it the most out of five times wins something. Robert is playing with the white. Dan is playing with the orange. Matches the shirt. We will alternate. So is that putt? Oh, looks good. Look at that. Shot number two. Ah, dang. Oh, just a little too hard. I like that one. Oh. Ooh. 
This man is now, this is his Christmas gift to me, and this man has now made more shots on this thing than I have. I, yeah, I, I have to make this just to keep it interesting, actually. Oh. Oh my gosh. Let's see how bad you can beat me. Oh my god. Made a very convincing hacker. Come on, man. Ooh. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'll call that awesome. Three, you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you know what, sir? This this uh, particular golf course here has a unique hazard to it. Oh. Yeah, and I want to see if you can get past that. So, uh, I, my challenge for you is, sir, can you make uh, the first one with the unique hazard of all? Because people, we've had alligators take balls. We've had seagulls take balls. But if I release that little demon in there and he goes after it so this is one bonus shot with a hazard yeah okay let's do see. it oh denied by the course for more return of the disc visit return of the disc.com check out the audio version of today's show available on all major podcast platforms and be sure to subscribe to the youtube channel